1: Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. I'm Chris Huerta, joined by Greg crone Gregory, it is uh it feels good to not be recording on the right day and at the right time once again.
0: I know, we're we're right back to to where we started uh a few weeks ago being a little bit off, but I, I, you know, it, it keeps you on your toes.
1: No doubt about it. I uh after so this will be this will be one of the other shows i do of course uh, the underdog i do with your brother and this will be 100 episodes this week well we'll see we'll see if it happens this week but (laughs) reliable the old the next episode that he does will will be 100 episodes since he joined the show and uh, i thought to myself like oh all right well probably time to get a new intro probably time to get a new uh a new song for the for the podcast and makes sense it is because, you know, the other one references my, the old co-host and um, it's been a nightmare. Really? It's, like it's been so, I, I found, I found a gentleman whose work I really, I, I really dug. I saw, read the sample, looked at the samples, listened to everything, liked it a lot. And he sent me the first one back and it was just, it was so terrible. Like Ooh. it didn't, it didn't. I guess you need people who are kind of also sports fans, not just musicians to do this stuff because, you know, just because something rhymes doesn't mean it makes sense in context. Yeah, that makes sense. I could see that. So we have another one coming. Should be the next couple of days. We'll see. It's got to be better. I only get one revision on this. So it's a big, if, uh, if I strike out here, it is a big swing and a miss financially, but oh man, why it just, why is it so hard to get people to just do good work for you anymore? Uh,
0: that's just because that's the way the world is. I, <laughs> I don't know.
1: It's frustrating, Gregory. It's frustrating, but it is an interesting time in sports. I don't know if i necessarily say a good time in sports, but an interesting <laughs> one for sure. I have BavadaSportsBook.com open in front of me. We're going to look at all of the week 15 lines in the National Football League. 15 lines craziness
0: it's it's nuts I don't I hate to even hear it to be fair
1: like the season's almost over it stinks
0: absolutely stinks it it just it it goes by way too quickly I I I I I tried to watch I think I've watched every primetime game for the most part unless I you know had things going on and it still feels like not enough football I I don't know
1: it is uh... It's, it's 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 bizarre. It's troubling, and I don't like it. I also don't like that the Eagles have the Giants twice in the the last remainder of the season. And suddenly, like, are they a good football team? No, like, they're is, not a is, good
0: football is, team. Is Tommy
1: DeVito an adequate quarterback?
0: Adequate, maybe, but they're not a good football team. Let's uh, let's be fair. They beat a Packers team who just barely is is sniffing the seventh seed. I don't even remember the other team that they beat, but I assume I can poke holes in them too. um i don't i don't i don't believe that the the giants are someone we should be uh, concerning ourselves
1: with but that's just me come on greg the patriots oh
0: yeah okay yeah the the team vying for the number one pick yeah yeah right let me let me go uh throw a parade for them
1: the whole world is also beat the commanders the team that has given the eagles a lot of problems this year
0: yeah, but that's that's an always thing. We never we never just handle the the commanders. It's it's always been a thing for my entire life.
1: It, it it's confusing. I don't I don't understand why these games are so close. I mean, a three point win and what a six point win, if I remember right.
0: Yes, I believe so. I don't know either. Maybe a seven it's point win division. We'll just say division, and we'll move on with our day.
1: I don't like it. I don't like it. (laughs) Let's let's talk about the Patriots while we're there. News came out. This will be Bill Belichick's final year coaching the New England Patriots. To the the shock of no one. I think everyone kind of uh, knew this was coming. What are your thoughts?
0: Is that confirmed? It's confirmed that that's the case.
1: I believe I I, I had seen.
0: I had seen reports that that it was out there that it would be. and, and, And to be fair, I mean, at a certain point, like. You don't want to fire him right you can't really fire him that's that's weird to do um i, I he's done so much in terms of the franchise etc um but there is a certain time where things have to come to an end which is kind of crazy uh when you talk about like new england and belichick that goes that's hand in hand for the last 20 plus years <laughs> arguably the most successful head coach uh of all time i mean it, For him not to be on their sidelines is going to be a very bizarre uh, feeling and very very big shoes to fill regardless of who steps in. And unfortunately, I think no matter who gets that job, if they don't win a Super Bowl within the first like two years, they're going to be considered a failure by the fan base because the expectations are now completely unreal.
1: Oh, for sure. No question about that. There were rumors a long time ago that the next team he was going to be coaching and allegedly the general manager as well for – was already kind of agreed on. Do you have any guess at who that could be?
0: Well, obviously it was at one point, Josh McDaniels, but then isn't it Gerard Mayo? Isn't that the guy they talk about all the time?
1: No, in terms of where Belichick ends up,
0: Oh, where he ends up. Sorry.
1: Um, Gerard Mayo is going to be a sensational coach. And by the way, what D'Amico Ryans is doing in Houston only helps Gerard Mayo.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, The only issue is going to be fan base. There's zero expectations in Houston right like if if the patriots started the way houston did and then have now lost two straight or getting bitten by the injury bug and we're teetering on the edge of a playoff berth and potentially not making the playoffs the, the new England fan base would be losing their mind and calling for, for his head because it's Houston. Nobody cares. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there is a, there is a difference there and there's a different scrutiny, which is unfair saying, to Bay are, are
1: you saying football doesn't matter in Texas?
0: Uh, the Houston Texans football doesn't matter in Texas. I think is the better way to put it. Um, I don't know where Belich, I, I don't think I really have heard where that foregone conclusion is that he'll be. <sighs>
1: It's interesting to me because it feels like he's an, uh, he's not going to take over a team that that is significantly far away. He's he. I don't think he wants a rebuild, right?
0: Yeah. I so wouldn't. that
1: it's like the Carolinas of the world probably don't make sense. Washington's been mentioned. Washington scares me a little bit.
0: I don't know if they have the pieces. I just don't.
1: Like, I like I like Hal for him though.
0: That's fine. Yeah, can he redo? Can he redo the 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 Brady magic with Hal? It it would be it would be certainly interesting. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not ultimately terrified. I think there is also a part of how
1: about the Chargers?
0: The Chargers, I I think because I think their quarterbacks better, and I think they have the other pieces that that are necessary in terms of wide receiver, etc. Like I don't think Terry McLaurin exists anymore. If if you're Crazy. a Commanders fan, he's Crazy. nowhere nowhere to be found this season. Dotson's been whatever. Deami Brown is whatever. Logan Thomas is whatever. And Brian Robinson's good. I'll give you that. I don't think they use him enough. Um, but I think when he does touch the ball, he can be dynamic. We've seen Antonio Gibson for forever. I mean, I think Eckler for the Chargers has kind of hit a hit a breaking point, but I also think that that's mm-hmm. a very stale locker room. Actually, honestly, both of these situations I think is very stale in terms of coaching. It's really like, uh, you know, New England. I think Belichick's message is old, and some of the newer, you know, faces in that locker room don't really give a shit. Right. Versus you now move into you know, locker rooms in Washington that are begging for something new. And same with San Diego, not only from a fan base perspective, but I'm sure from the players, like I don't understand how they can continue to roll out Brandon Staley and anyone take that, that team seriously. It was probably a move that after that game in the playoffs, despite maybe it being, <coughs> excuse me, a little bit quick, mm-hmm. you probably should have fired him because this season was a complete waste of time for everybody involved. So yeah.
1: It it is difficult to pull the trigger that quickly, though.
0: Uh, yeah, exactly. Again, they were it's, they were it was a rock and a hard place situation. They really, you really couldn't fire him based off how long he'd been there, and you got to give him a chance. They were a playoff team, but then you come into this year, and it's like, how is how are we in week fifteen? They're this bad, and there's just nothing going on.
1: Uh, it is it's a bizarre situation that. That Chargers team just they they scream that they should be a better team than they are.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Like it, it absolutely they they it, there's there's too much I guess presumed talent on that team um for them to be as bad. Is Mike Williams the best wide receiver in the NFL? Like is that just what it is? Cuz it feels like since he's since he went down in what, week 2, week 3, their offense is completely stagnant and they have just they they can't do anything. Weird.
1: Did you uh, you mute yourself there by accident, Slugger? Sure. Hope you did. What? There you go. You're back.
0: No, nah, that's weird. I I lost you for a second. Maybe I muted you. That's yeah,
1: yeah. I, and I lost you, which is is troubling that, to me.
0: That's concerning. That's very concerning.
1: All right. Well, after a brief technical difficulty, we we return and uh, hopefully things will go smoothly from here on out but i'll just i'll reiterate a little bit of what i said prior to things going away i assume no one will have heard it given how things will be edited <laughs> let's let's talk about the the biggest news of the week the shohei Otani contract signs with the los angeles dodgers 10 years 700 million dollars richest contract in north american sports history also one of the most unique contracts in north american sports history wherein he's going to be paid 2 million dollars a year, not the 70 AAV that it would suggest. 2 million dollars a year over the course of this 10-year contract. And then from 2034 to 2043, he's going to make 68 million dollars a year presumably in his retirement. What are your thoughts on this, Greg?
0: I mean, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like it's it's genius by the Dodgers. Yeah. Um but like he ends up making so much less money in terms of what that value of that money is going to be by that time frame. Oh, it's a
1: remarkably bad decision. Like, uh, we understand the that Otani also makes reportedly upwards of $50 million a year in in advertisements, but you can't get back the lost time of not having that money.
0: Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It doesn't make any I, – like I, I get it from the Dodgers' perspective. Like, oh, sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely, my guy, 100%, sign on the dotted line. But for him, like, monetarily, that makes it makes little to no financial sense at all. Like, I don't understand it. I, I mean, unless winning is the most important thing, which, hey, man, we, we beg for that as sports fans. So if that is the case and winning is what really matters to him, I mean, I, I guess go ahead. And if you think you're financially set with all the other stuff, which – I mean, forty-five million dollars in endorsements or whatever it actually is, yeah, is certainly financially set in many people's eyes. So, I guess if you want to yeah, win that, bet, there's,
1: there's really nobody who that isn't good enough for forty-five uh, million. Yeah,
0: you're. Yeah, you're probably right. You're I mean, what, what, right.
1: What, what is did Latrell Sprewell complained about? Seventeen million a year. Yeah, <laughs> he's got to feed his family, bro. Can't feed my family on seventeen million dollars a year. That's so
0: crazy. It's So crazy.
1: Let's, let's talk about this. This isn't, this isn't like a sure thing contract for this. Isn't a sure thing value contract for the Dodgers. Otani for as magical as he is when he's on the field is a risk. He's had a hard time staying healthy. He's not going to pitch until at least 2025 if ever. Um, I mean, I've seen a lot of people suggest that Otani's time as a pitcher could be done as a hitter. He's, he's obviously spectacular, Forty-four home runs and uh, what a 304 average last year, and that was in that was in third that was in uh, one hundred and thirty-five games or something like that. Thirty-four home runs a year before, forty-six the year before. Guy's going to knock in over a hundred runs for you, especially in that potent Dodgers lineup. Was the has been the MVP two of the last the unanimous MVP two of the last three years would have been three out of three if not for Aaron Judge's historic twenty twenty two campaign. What. <sighs> But it's but this contract. I feel like after what I just said, the not without risk part does go away a little bit because even as a hitter, he presents this unbelievable value. Guess he played forty four games in that twenty twenty season when he got hurt. But uh, yeah, hard. I guess the more I talk, the harder it is to knock this deal.
0: Well, I mean, I guess the biggest thing is the injury issue. If, if his injury is mostly uh, like obviously it affects the pitching because it's Tommy John. It is what it is. But like. I would never have him pitch again, unicorn no, or not. I would never have him throw another pitch. Cause there's no reason. There's no reason to mix that in. Um, if it could only potentially lead injuries that could get him out from playing, like from batting. Sure. He's not good of a piece of the lineup.
1: Yeah. Uh, why it, would, mess it, would around? Be, it would be int- Like he's an interesting toy to have as like a double switch or something like that, where you can, maybe you put him in the mount on the mound in a big game or- in in like a, in a playoff game or something like that, and you have that that ability, but yeah, he would never be a starting pitcher again for me.
0: No, it just doesn't make any sense, like nearly at all. And The Dodgers, I mean, you want to talk about going for it? Did, didn't they trade for a, a Rosarena and somebody else from the from the Rays today or, t- or last night too? Like they're they're going for it in the the most uh, the most general sense of the word like it's the crazy
1: most, the most real sense of the word yeah,
0: that's what i meant to say thank you this is why this is why we work well together i say what? things most of it makes no sense and
1: then it's perfect well and they're working on uh tyler glass now trade he's they're they're meeting with yoshi yamamoto on uh what i guess it was yesterday today or yesterday hey they, they're LA, going for it save some for the rest of us
0: like what are we doing here
1: yeah, they there's no question about whether or not they're going for it. Like getting Glass now is a big deal. Yamamoto is gonna like I've seen three hundred million dollars tossed around for him.
0: Well, they have sixty eight million extra dollars a year. <laughs>
1: well, so who cares? I get it, but uh, this is this is gonna be another like Yamamoto is gonna get another like eight year thirty or thirty five AAV, which is freaking bananas for a guy who's never thrown a pitch in Major League Baseball.
0: I know, but the it's the allure. It's the allure of uh, what he could potentially be that is worth paying for, I guess, in the Dodgers' minds or any of these Major League Baseball teams' minds. But, but to be fair, it's probably because a guy like Shohei Otani came over and was unbelievable. You know what I mean? So, like, the people don't want to, the, the GM who ends up getting him doesn't want to be the guy who missed, you know, missed out on signing the next. Shohei right so is yeah
1: Yamamoto is potentially great but he is not the next Shohei Otani no of course such a unique player
0: of course not but my point is more that like you don't want to be the guy that missed out on potentially signing a a major factor guy um, who had essentially an open market like I don't don't know
1: it is interesting too because Yamamoto did say that one of the things he was looking for was to play with other Japanese players and what bigger draw is there of a Japanese player than Otani?
0: Oh, yeah, man. This this guy's a Dodger. Like there's, I, I, Everybody else can just go home. Like I don't know. There's no point in anybody else working out a bid or anything like that. It's very, very clear to me that that's where this is going to all end up, and it all ends up with the Dodgers. The Dodgers oh, may sign everybody in Major League Baseball at the end of the offseason
1: that terrifies me if this is a case where they can get Yamamoto and glass now.
0: Yeah. I mean now hilariously the Dodgers have a very long track record in, in recent years of utter failure in the postseason. So it will be funny if that's how this ends up, but I have a feeling they're going to have what, what can be akin to like a super team uh, rolling out there night in and night out, which is weird to say in baseball
1: yeah the the haves and the have nots in baseball is a real problem there I understand that there are financial punishments in place for the higher tax brackets in terms of where teams land in their salary cap. but we we just we need a hard cap. this is crazy.
0: I don't disagree with you and 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 as a team that may or as a fan of a team that maybe have maybe have have not um
1: well there have there's no question about that eh, yeah the last two years they've signed players to 300 million dollar contracts it's
0: it's more of a i need they need to figure something out that makes the game more competitive across the board because like i don't it's it's it eventually becomes boring when the same three teams are involved every every year you know what i mean unless your team is one of them well, yeah, of course, obviously, but for the growth of the game and the game not stagnating and dying, which is obviously always a real possibility when you talk about baseball. Right. Like you can brag about seventy million fans this year and and all that bullshit that came with the pitch clock and all that fun stuff, mm-hmm. but like you also have to maintain that. And if if somebody's a fan of the whatever the Cleveland Guardians or the Chicago White Sox and the team's almost never good, never in contention like how how long are you going to be able to attract new a new audience to that pitch clock or not doesn't matter if a team never wins.
1: Yeah, it's fair. I mean that that is fair. It, it's it is a crazy system. Baseball is the the weirdest of all of the the main the professional sports i guess soccer is is similar in that way with no real salary cap right
0: yeah i mean you can just keep spending i'm sure there's financial penalties and things like that that i'm not you know uh, aware of and and things but it's you can just buy and sell players as much as you want for as much as you want whenever you want it's well not whenever you want there are transfer windows but yeah essentially you can do what you please with your money, uh, during that time frame? So,
1: thank God for that, Greg, because uh, the Rexham Reds, second place in League Two right now.
0: I mean, yeah, buddy. They uh, I get the updates uh, for for all their games. I and don't,
1: and I'm subscribed. I want to talk. I want to talk directly to Mister ESPN right now, Greg. God,
0: dude, and find Mr. a better it, application.
1: <laughs> I want to talk to Mister ESPN and Mister and Mister iPhone because I stopped getting updates from like game start and score updates from pretty much everything that I subscribe to.
0: That's and weird. Did you turn a setting off or something? It,
1: no, I've checked to make sure all notifications are on that it, that it is active and everything like that. And I just don't get them. And it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts, uh, right?
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I'm telling you, the app I use to track all the podcast stuff works very well. Keeps me up to date. I forget that I track things. It's perfect.
1: And all, and also I will say that the, the whole, they're only, the only way that you're able to watch Wrexham play is that horrible. I follow app, which is wildly overpriced is also crazy, except for when they're on ES, ESPN for cup competitions.
0: I have no idea what the I follow app even is.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a bullshit. It's, it's their version of like league pass. It's, terrible yeah it like, sounds bad
0: it sounds only, really
1: bad you can only you have to yeah it, I won't get into the, the minutiae of it because it'll make me angry and it, and it's overly expensive like it's way more expensive than than like yeah like NBA League Pass for example yeah and I can get I can get every team on League Pass
0: League Pass is alright it's okay
1: League Pass it, is easy League Pass has gotten a lot, of be- lot better Sunday tickets gotten a lot better um, but yeah the app is terrible but doesn't matter. Second place, the what? Top three automatically go up, and then uh, then like four other teams go up. It, it would be hard to imagine that Rexham won't be playing in League One next year. And the Welcome to Rexham documentary has been uh, continued on for a season three.
0: Uh, good. I'm glad. Uh, keep keep them entertained. I like this.
1: It was better season one though, Craig. It was better well, season: Of one.
0: course, it's never going to be as good as the first season or two seasons. That's just how it works.
1: Well, they started building out the world in, in season two. <laughs>
0: that's where well, you run into the problem.
1: A lot more like trying like a lot more of like the his- history of the town and stuff like that and, and a lot more of like other teams like the uh, what the Dorking Wanderers, um, which are they're a crazy story, but but I don't that's not what I'm tuning in for.
0: No, not what absolutely I'm not.
1: Gregory. I want to see
0: you, a, why would you want
1: to? I want to see what Paul Mullen, Ollie Palmer, Elliot Lee, and the lads are doing this week.
0: That's all. That, that's all that should really matter to you, Chris. Let's be fair. The personal lives of the players.
1: I don't really care about the personal lives so much. I like. I like the nuance. I I thought season one was fascinating because it was like this real look at building a soccer team from scratch, effectively.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it allows you to dive into like literally the inner workings of, of how those smaller clubs work and where it ends up and where, where it could potentially end up
1: where the inequities are too, because, you know, you can, it, you're, you're a team that basically is playing from, you know, they're not even paying their, they're not even playing, basically paying people. And, uh, you can go out and you can get, well, some of the teams are playing against are paying people and you can go out and you can pay a bunch of money for an Ali Palmer or a Paul Mullen or somebody like that. And all of a sudden, look, hey, we're really, really good. We're really, <laughs> really, really good. I do think this is interesting, though, because because of the popularity that this team's had because of the documentaries and all of that stuff and, and obviously the involvement of Reynolds and McElhaney, people very much overrate how good these guys are. Like, Paul Mullen, Elliot Lee, the two stars of this team, like they would be bench players in the Champions League.
0: Like the championship, like that tier? Yeah, yeah, probably.
1: Like they would be so they'd be seldom used bench players in those leagues. So mm,
0: it gives them, it gives them a platform. It's nuts.
1: For sure. Not to say they're not extraordinarily talented human beings, because you have to be extraordinarily talented just to be doing what they're doing at, at a league two level. But I do think there's an overrating of how good some of these guys are for sure.
0: Oh well, that's—I mean—that's mainly because of the show, like and people just buying in to that kind of thing. If you're talking about from like a an actual like scouting level, yeah, they're they're for sure probably right where they should be in terms of talent and league level.
1: I think they they there's still a little bit of room. Uh, I think they'll be okay, League One. But once you get past that League One, then I think we're going to start start seeing problems. And I do wonder if the people who ha- were with Wrexham from the beginning and formed the attachments to these players are going to be a little bit turned off when there is so much roster churn as they continue to advance.
0: Oh yeah, there'll definitely be social media backlash. But if the teams winning the <clears throat> the actual people that live there and cheer oh, for this team, in. they don't. They'll be they'll be all about it. That's the US championships. That's what they want.
1: Yeah, I mean, as they should be, because that is just that it's such a coup for a small town in Wales.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. It's it's the accidentally hitting the lottery essentially.
1: I'd like to accidentally win the lottery. Why did that not happen? I'd, I'd enjoy
0: that very much, Chris.
1: All right, well, let's try and make that happen.
0: I'd have to play the lottery first, which but is then where then you then you're
1: also, then you're the also not accidentally winning.
0: That is true. How would, how would one go? About to, I think somebody would
1: have to give you a, give you a lottery ticket
0: hmm. ah, a lottery me. ticket. I need to buy lottery tickets for, for people for Christmas. I'm going to accidentally win someone else the lottery. And that's going to be, that's <laughs> going to be the ultimate downfall of me. I won't be no. able to handle that. Well, sorry, buddy.
1: <laughs> it's, it's like Mikey who keeps just winning fistfuls of money.
0: That's okay. I, I'm, I'm happy for him. Unlike other people who just cry and complain about him winning.
1: I have no idea who we're talking about but i assume it's mark
0: <laughs> yeah um, exactly that's exactly who it is
1: <clears throat> to the surprise of no one the dodgers are the heavy favorite at bavada both to win the nl west and the the favorite to win the national league in general fair or not fair
0: i think it's fair i think what they've done so far in this offseason warrants it i mean again Everything ha- you have to produce on the field, and and with baseball, literally anything can happen. I mean, we yeah. saw what happened in the playoffs this year. Like, they, no one had the Diamondbacks making the World Series at the beginning of the postseason. No. I mean, so I'm 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 not gonna crown the or the the Dodgers immediately and let them know that hey, you guys, we don't even have to do the season. You guys are just the champions. This isn't college football, Chris. We're gonna actually games games are gonna matter so
1: it's That's fired
0: um, it, it's just gonna be very interesting to see how it all shakes out because they are coming off what was a rather disappointing playoff run yet again so I mean we'll see it, uh, they're definitely trying to build a team that can win in the playoffs will it happen I'm not I'm not a hundred percent convinced until I see it
1: I'm just saying it would be hard <clears throat> if you were to cover your bases a little bit and put put let's just say put a dollar on the Dodgers at plus 550 put a dollar on the Braves at plus 650 and a dollar on the Yankees at plus 800 it's hard to imagine that you're not making money at Bavada at the end of the day
0: uh yeah no I I don't disagree I don't think the Yankees are as good as as that that line is but <laughs> they're the Yankees. So they're always going to get that attention. Well, I'm regardless. interested in
1: what the next move for the Yankees is. Cause I don't think they are anything close to done.
0: I, I don't know. They feel they, they're not, they're not George Steinbrenner's Yankees. They mm-hmm. just aren't. And like, I understand the Juan Soto move is a big one, but like that's a one year rental until I see a contract signed.
1: Well, it's fine. They, I, I, they don't, I'm just betting that they win the world series this year. So I don't care what they do in 2025.
0: Sure. Sure. That I guess that, that, that's warranted i i I don't i I have to see what they can do pitching wise too because i feel like that was a big hindrance last year for them as well so i don't know i'll be interested to see like you said if they have a next move well let's put it like this they'll definitely warrant where they are
1: plus 550 for the dodgers at bavada would you imagine that that line is going to look a lot different should they trade when these deals are done for glass now and they sign Yamamoto?
0: I think it'll go down even further.
1: Yeah. That, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I think it's like a plus three fifty, plus 400 at that point. I don't look, I don't tell people what to do with their money, but this feels like a good investment right now is what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree.
1: You can five and a half X your money. If the Dodgers win the world series and the Dodgers, as you said, like they're, they're not even a super team they're in they're in a tier all their own above the super teams
0: yeah i it's it's nuts it's you've not we've never seen a team try to be built this way in terms of baseball
1: not ever well if it works out it's a troubling precedent
0: oh yeah well i mean hey listen all the teams that spent a ton of big money last year made the playoffs right they were good the the padres they they cashed in uh, the uh, the Mets. I, I just remember the Mets. Yeah, they won right, the World um, Series. They the, won the, the World Canyon Series. If I yeah. exactly.
1: Verlander pitch for them.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scherzer. They they crushed it. So spending money as as uh, impressive as it is doesn't always coincide with winning a title. But it's definitely an area I like. Team uh, teams I root for to start with. You know.
1: All right. Well, let's let's look at week fifteen in the National Football League. Starting on Thursday night, the aforementioned Los Angeles Chargers are in Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. But Vada has that line Raiders minus three at home.
0: I mean, East and stick, East and stick versus question mark uh, is essentially where we're at here. I don't know. I I don't. I never really understood why Jimmy Garoppolo got benched in the first place. So send it home, like,
1: man, because of, because of tanking reasons.
0: I'm, well, that has to be it because I've watched Aiden O'Connell for years in the big 10. Like I knew he wasn't good. So I'm not surprised. Then you get shut out by the Vikings in one of the worst games in NFL history. Like I, this, this Thursday night game is going to be absolute misery to watch. And I'm going to stare at it and watch probably every single play. Cause I'm a lunatic. <laughs> I I guess I like the Raiders' defense better, but I have no no feel for their offense at all because they couldn't score even a field goal against the Vikings. So
1: in the the most boring game of the year.
0: Yeah, I, this one might rival it.
1: No, I, think no, I don't think it will. Three <laughs> nothing is not going to be rivaled. We're not going to see three nothing again.
0: I could see zero zero going into the fourth quarter. Like I really, well, wasn't this
1: the first time in like five years that we had zero zero going into the fourth quarter.
0: I think you sent me the, the tweet that was like the jets and whoever oh, yeah. were zero zero heading into halftime. And it was the first time in four years. And now the, <laughs> now the Raiders and whatever are going into the fourth quarter at zero zero
1: crazy. It's almost like playing garbage backup quarterbacks is not the way to win games. I mean, the jets, the jets got a big win last week.
0: Listen, Zach Wilson, he showed, he showed up. Uh, No, I think, I think the Raiders, I think the chargers, the Justin Herbert news is just so deflating for the chargers as a team. I think it's, I think it's gotta be the Raiders.
1: Uh, The Minnesota Vikings are in Cincinnati to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. We're talking Nick Mullins versus Jake Browning here. God, this is a terrible year for quarterbacks. And the Bengals are minus three and a half at Bavada.
0: I mean, the Bengals have sort of kind of picked up, picked up where they left off a little bit with, uh, went before Burrow went down. Browning's been, been decent. It's crazy to say that, Um, but he's, he's managed the game to where they can have a chance to win. Their defense has stepped up. Guys are making big plays. Chase has been all right. Mixon's been solid like the, the guys who you expected to to always be good have stayed relatively top tier in terms of what they can provide.
1: Jake Browning uh, has not just managed games.
0: Sure, I, that Thursday night game he was better. I, to be fair though, we talked I mean, about it a little bit last week. He he threw a Seventy-five yards of his whatever three twenty-five were a two-yard pass to Jamar Chase that he took seventy-five yards. So well, like
1: that, that counts for every quarterback.
0: Of course it does. Of course it does. But there is a part of that style of scoring that I consider game management versus just looking at that stat line. All right. Um, but regardless, they they've continued to win, which is I guess a testament really to uh to Zach. I can't think of his last name. Uh, their head coach. Um, keeping the Zach Taylor, keeping the, the team together and, and keep keeping the belief going that, hey, just because one guy goes down and I know it's our quarterback, it doesn't mean the season's over and they've kind of rolled along. I, I, I like them in this game. I like him in this matchup. I, you know, I, the quarterback thing, though, the injury bug has really derailed uh, a lot of teams this season, and it's actually almost incredible that, even, that it can happen like this.
1: Well, for a third straight game, we'll have a battle of backups as the Pittsburgh Steelers go to Indy to take on the Indianapolis Colts. We have Mitch Trubisky versus Gardner Minshew. Colts minus two and a half at home at Bavada.
0: Mitch Trubisky stinks like uh, he yeah. is. It's you watch that Thursday night game and the Steelers literally just needed one drive, one drive to to just kind of set everything back and they could have easily beat that Patriots team that was begging for them to win. And he just couldn't do it. He just couldn't do it. And it was awful, like boring to watch. And you're just sitting there like feeling bad for, well, I'm not feeling bad for Steelers fans, but I'm sure hmm. someone was out there. Um, like there, there's just no way that that I can ever believe that Mitch Trubisky can win a, a football game Um so I think I think it has to be Minshew and the Colts, even though they struggled last week. I just think they're the I think they're the team in the better spot currently.
1: A rare game where we have a pair of actual starting quarterbacks facing each other. The Denver Broncos are in Detroit to take on the uh, suddenly on the ropes, Detroit Lions. Lions minus four at Bavada.
0: Do the Broncos have been good. Like they've been you know you're supposed to beat bad teams and they went out and just housed uh the chargers last week like did what they had to do the lions reeling a little bit you you can't lose to the bears like i understand that the bears have kind of found something in the last like t- two to three weeks and they've been better but you're you're supposed to be a dominant division winning team and you you can't lose you can't lose that game and i know yeah. You know the Packers luckily lose on Monday night to Tommy DeVito, like that's great, um, but I'm I, I I can't lose to the Bears in in that situation. So I, I think I have to ride with Russ and the Broncos. We're getting the Russ and the Sean Payton we at least kind of expected um, out of this out of this Broncos team. So I think that's who I have to go with
1: the Atlanta Falcons are in Carolina to take on the Carolina Panthers. Bavada has the Panthers plus 3 at home.
0: I mean both teams are just miserable. The Panthers being way more miserable than uh than the Falcons, but like the Falcons put themselves in a position to win that game yet again and then choked it away down the stretch. It's it's crazy. Kyle Pitts had a nice long touchdown. Drake London showed up. He actually played football, which was amazing. Um, they were they, they were good. Like they were they, they were, you know, a, a competitive football team. And then it all just sort of. Uh, faded away as baker mayfield took their soul so yeah and then the panthers aren't even really worth talking about there's literally nothing good going on uh, if you're the carolina panthers Uh, the the panthers
1: bryce young has failed to eclipse 200 yards while he's he hasn't thrown for more than 194 yards in any of the last six games he started
0: that seems bad chris i don't know i don't know
1: What, what about 13 for 36 Feels bad to you, Greg. For a buck thirty-seven against a ordinary Saints defense.
0: Pretty much all of it. Pretty much all of it. Now I will say, I mean, they didn't they they don't do him a lot of favors with the skill position guys around him. So I I I know that's that's making a little bit of excuses for him, but I mean Miles Sanders almost scored a touchdown, huh? Huh? How about that? How about that free agent signing, buddy? Yeah, yeah. Miles Sanders. Thank God. Um
1: he's a, he's a superstar. Yeah.
0: T- never good. Never good on the Eagles. I was always right about was Miles good. Sanders. Stop it. I was always right about Miles Sanders. Hey, he's, uh,
1: he's gonna give that team five hundred and twenty-two yards and a touchdown this year.
0: Hey, well, uh, my, let me take you know what let me take that all back, Chris. I apologize. Uh but no, I think I think the Falcons uh handle business. I don't see I don't see a path where Carolina wins another game this year
1: rough the chicago bears are in cleveland to take on the cleveland browns Bavada has the browns minus three at home
0: flacco flacco has just t- these, these made this team a, a viable like threat um to pair with that defense and being able to make the offense go unbelievably good play callings the first touchdown and joku scored i've never seen a guy more wide open uh than the guy who was standing next to Injoku, who was on his team, who was also wide open. like they were both so unbelievably wide open that I could have gotten the ball to them before I got hit by the, the by the d lineman. So it it's just incredible, incredible that this Browns team can keep fighting. and you know the defense keeps him in every game, and Flacco is serviceable enough, and he's been good. like not just serviceable. He's been good for them Uh, one really bad interception, but that was more on the receiver getting stuck in a route than it was on Flacco. But Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, overall, this team, this team has been been exactly what you could hope for, for a team that's lost like four different quarterbacks and had to pick up a guy who was literally not playing football. So, I mean, I, I think, I think they're, they're the better of the two teams for sure than the bears, but it's all going to be whether the Bears can keep riding the momentum that Justin Fields and them, then that offense has has had. Like DJ Moore, two touchdowns last week. Um, you know, when it didn't matter for my fantasy team, he's most certainly going to do absolutely nothing for me in the first round of the playoffs this week, uh, and then I'll just be mad forever. But mm-hmm. I mean, they they their defense has been this. This could be a, a very defensive battle. That's kind of what I envision here in Cleveland is two defenses. Um really, kind of standing tall and and it, it's gonna be whenever offense can take care of uh, or take advantage of the best chance that their defense gives them takes it. I think it's going to be Cleveland at the at the end of it, but uh, it should be interesting.
1: The Houston Texans are in Tennessee to take on the Tennessee Titans. Bavada has the Titans minus two and a half.
0: I mean, t- the Titan season has not been been the best. But that comeback on Monday night, I was ready to go to bed. I was literally like, I brushed my teeth. I gathered all of my things and like did my my uh, nightly walk around the house to make sure, you know, all the doors are locked, etc. And I'm like getting ready to go to bed. And I'm like, I'll just see what happens here. And then the last like four and a half minutes of that game happened. And you're like, holy crap. How did the Dolphins choke this away? Like this is, this is insane. That was resiliency that you don't see that often in the NFL and the Titans were able to pull it off, um, which was really honestly incredible. Um, and the Texans will CJ Stroud be ready. Will he be able to play, uh, after that concussion? I mean, Nico Collins, I think got hurt after, that's a week after tank Dell got hurt. So like you have Noah Brown. And then I don't know any of your other receivers. So like, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna to be tough sledding if Stroud can't go and we get the Davis Mills experience for sure. But I think even if Stroud's in there, that that Tennessee Titans defense is is not going to be a pushover. So uh, despite Houston, you know, or sorry, um, despite being the better team record wise, I think Tennessee can win this game.
1: Yeah, losing Nico Collins is tough. I haven't I haven't see, seen what the status is though.
0: No, neither have
1: I. And I know Stroud is just in a concussion protocol right now, so we'll see. We will we will see how this goes. The Kansas City Chiefs are in New England to take on the New England Patriots. Bavada has the Patriots plus nine and a half at home.
0: Listen, I am all for letting the guys play. I am 100% for that. That has always been my stance. Here is my problem with what happened at the end of the Chiefs-Bills game. Yep. You cannot be the guy who benefits greatly from a ticky tack foul, and then be the guy that screams in a press conference a uh, set twelve games later about uh, uh, about a ticky tack call affecting your team down the stretch. Oh, you agreed. just can't do it. Andy, it's,
1: and, a- Andy and Mahomes have been colossal babies about this.
0: They're, they're, this is it's one of the worst looks for arguably two of the best people in their positions of all time. Like it's, it, it's unbelievable. You want a super bowl based off of the tickiest tack holding call on a defensive back that you are really ever going to see. And then to, I mean, that I'm lined up. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm lined up more on sides currently than Kadarius. Tony was. Yeah. And like, that's on your player. That's on your player for not checking with the, the side guy. You see receivers check every single play to mm. make sure they're on sides. Every single play. That is the player's fault 1,000% of the time because that's a that's a call that the offense or that the um, referees should never have to make because you can literally check before the play starts.
1: Right. Like, and the argument is like, oh, it had only been called three times before in the history of the NFL. Yeah. It's been called 11 times this year. Like, yeah, it's a, like it's a point of emphasis line up on sides. It's not hard. It's
0: not a complicated thing. And it's just very funny to me that that's where that's where we're at here with this. And it's, it's, it's cry baby stuff, which is annoying, which is, it's annoying for, for a team that literally won a championship based off of a play. There are a call similarly like this. And I'd say this, even if I wasn't an Eagles fan, Yeah, like It's it's bizarre to me to have this type of reaction and good for the Bills to to get that win as gritty as it was. They needed that. We'll obviously talk about them in a little bit. Now, I do think Kansas City has a much bigger problem than just losing these games Their Their receivers stink, their skill positions overall outside of Pacheco are essentially non-existent. And Pacheco's average. Yeah. You saw McKinnon pop back up all of a sudden because uh, Pacheco was out. McKinnon carried them and my fantasy teams through the end of last season uh, with how often he was scoring and his chemistry with uh, with Patrick Mahomes and being able to adapt. And when he scrambles, finding openings. And they just haven't used them all year. It's a yeah. very weird it's it's just very weird what his role has been, uh, behind Edwards, Alaire, and and Pacheco, and it's clear they need someone who can do literally anything. Skymore is not the answer. Now, mm-hmm. Scantling is not the answer. Rasheed Rice, he's shown flashes, but still, uh, I I'm not convinced. Justin Watson, not the answer. Like it's it's just they're they're really in trouble <clears throat> because they can't score any points. Uh, with consistency offensively now luckily they go to new england new england stinks it's i just think that it's going to be pretty cut and dry here kansas city's going to win but um i I, that's a lot of points but i just i don't i don't think new england's offense can score i just don't i don't know bailey zappy mac jones doesn't matter i think
1: uh greg one of my favorite stats of the year is that Bailey Zappi has thrown more long touchdown passes, which is 20 or more yards, than Patrick Mahomes this year.
0: It's nuts. It's nuts to say about the guy who's arguably one of the best players at his position of all time.
1: By the way, I believe it's one to nothing. <laughs> that's, other, that's fun, cool. other fun stats, Greg, that, that I might as well just rattle off while I have them is Tobias Harris has never drawn a charge as a Philadelphia 76er. And this year, Matisse Thibel has more threes made than Tobias Harris. yep that's fitting that's fitting i just um got get that out there for everybody maybe
0: it was doc rivers the whole time chris
1: it was clearly doc for some people but it was clearly not doc for others doc Doc is the guy who got the best season ever out of tobias harris in uh in la so well it'd be fun to not have him on the team anymore anyway Eh, well one day anyway the uh can the, the Chiefs cover this When you, you're saying? Yeah,
0: I think they do. I think their defense is too good against that Patriots offense.
1: The New York football Giants in uh, New Orleans to take on the New Orleans Saints. Bavada has the Saints minus six at home.
0: I think the Saints secretly stink. It, like, I is know it, they won. Is it a secret? It, it might not be. I think... Uh, I, I, I just don't trust I just don't trust the Saints to cover this. And Tommy DeVito is uh, he, he showed some flashes. He showed some flashes of being a competent competent quarterback. We'll see. Um, but I think the Giants, at least their fans are, are fake believing on Twitter that Tommy DeVito is the future. This is how he got into the Daniel Jones problem. And you're just gonna do it again with Tommy DeVito. Like that's oh. how this is gonna happen.
1: By all means, give him give him a a nice contract.
0: Yeah, it just it commit just, to him it, long term. It just the cycle continues ever since Eli Manning left. So, I'm perfectly fine with that. I do think the Giants keep it within the six though, because the Saints are just not good enough to blow anybody out.
1: The New York Jets are in Miami to take on the Miami Dolphins, and Bavada has the Dolphins minus eight and a half. <sighs> I worry.
0: I worry about the Dolphins in this spot because the Jets' the Jets' defense is very good. The Jets' defense is better than the Titans' defense. If Tyreek Hill is not healthy, which he obviously will not be one hundred percent, but if he is not healthy, that Dolphins' offense looks so much different, and it's 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 terrifying uh, if you are a Dolphins fan or you have Tua as your quarterback in fantasy football. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's not great, but. I I just – I think the Dolphins have a point to prove. And I think after last week, it's such a bad loss to the Titans in a very winnable game. I think the Dolphins go out and they and they do beat them pretty handily.
1: Well, I don't know how I feel about it. This is just a weird game. I don't trust the Dolphins anymore. I, I know that they're definitely a better team than the Giants, but I don't trust them. And also, if you've been listening to the show for the last 50 minutes and you you're like, oh – why does Chris sound like he's about to cry constantly? It's not. It's I'm about I'm trying to not cough it's huh. so hard. It's I'm that time of year, buddy. Cough. I have a chest cold and I'm trying so hard not to cough. And it just, sometimes it gets stifled. And it sounds like I'm about to like break down into tears, uh, which I am watching some of these football games in any given week, but it's neither here nor there. The... Tampa Bay Buccaneers, there's another example of it, are in Green Bay to take on the Green Bay Packers, and Bavada has the Packers minus three and a half.
0: I think the Bucs keep this one close. The Bucs playing close games. They won a close game last week. There's no way Mike Evans is going to go another week with only one catch. Um, I just, I don't trust the Packers. You, you can't lose to Tommy DeVito and the Giants and me to take you seriously. Sure, You can't be almost a touchdown favorite against the Giants and Tommy DeVito and me think that you're anything other than than just utter garbage and Jordan love step back game. Like he went from being the, the now he had to see the Aaron Rodgers comparison stats through this many games and this many yards and this many, this, and then he looked absolutely horrendous against that giants team. Um, I think, I think it, I think you have to go the other way on this one. And then you have to take the bucks as the dog, even potentially
1: sprinkle money line here. All right. I loved the Bucks as an underdog last week, and that worked out. Yeah. The San Francisco 49ers in Arizona to take on the Arizona Cardinals biggest line of the week at Bavada, plus 13.5 are those Cardinals at home.
0: I think it should be a pretty easy cover for the 49ers. They're, they're rolling on all cylinders right now. They have all the confidence in the world. Everybody's scoring long touchdowns or at least having like 50-plus yard plays. And the Cardinals, I know they're coming off the bye, but – They're very uninspiring uh, regardless of that. So I think it's uh, I think it's the 49ers all day here.
1: The Washington Commanders in L.A. to take on the Los Angeles Rams. Bavada has the Rams a minus six and a half at home.
0: I, I think the Rams are a playoff team. I really do. Like I know they lost in that Ravens game and it did with the walk off punt return, yeah. But they they have been they have been slowly but surely inching their way up in the NFC closer to that seventh seed, and I have a feeling that they're going to be one, the team that ends up in the playoffs that you kind of didn't expect this year, uh, and I think this is a game that really launches them there. And I I just the Commanders can they regroup after the buy. Probably not. I don't I don't trust them nearly enough. I think the Rams take this one pretty easily.
1: Probably the game of the week here. The Dallas Cowboys and Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Bills. Bavada has the Bills minus one and a half.
0: So the Bills just never get a week off. Do they yeah. ever get to play a bad team? Um, that's crazy. But Dallas on the road, let down spot for sure, but also let down spot potentially for the Bills after that hard fought game in Kansas city, but it's bills against the backs against the wall. Must win. I I like the bills here.
1: The Baltimore Ravens in Jacksonville to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Bavada has the Jaguars plus three at home.
0: I mean, the Jaguars might stink. They really might like they, they just, they they look like they are just unprepared. Sometimes Lawrence, obviously not a hundred percent. Couldn't believe he played this past Crazy. weekend Crazy. makes no sense. It, like just, just run CJ Beathard out there against that Browns defense and just take your lashings. It, like there, there was no reason to risk him going out there and playing. Um, I I think that it's a, uh, I think I, I just can't see the Jaguars winning. Like, I just can't. I, I, I They just, they seem like frauds. They seem like frauds to me. And Baltimore has been, arguably the best team in the AFC for majority of the year. So I'll go with Baltimore
1: and Monday night football, the Philadelphia Eagles in Seattle take on the Seattle Seahawks must win game for the Eagles. At this point, Eagles minus four at Bovada.
0: Wouldn't stun me in the absolute least. If the, um, it wouldn't stun me in the absolute least. If the Seattle Seahawks won this game outright, we don't beat Seattle. We never beat Seattle ever. I can't remember the time we beat Seattle. Maybe Steve Largent was still playing for the Seahawks. Like we just, we just don't play well there. Here, the loaf at the Tupu, running back interceptions for touchdowns. Like it, it's just misery. They, they have the guys offensively who can exploit our our defense. It's going to be very tough. And the offense just needs to get on the same page. Like, they're they, the defense is bad, but the offense hasn't been good either. So I'm not inspired by this team in any way. Um, I still think it's a, they can win the game, but it, them losing would be the least shocking thing in the world. I'll take the Eagles because I'm a homer, and that's just kind of the way it is.
1: Yeah, Hertz coming off his first game of the year where he did not account for a touchdown in any way. And by the way, what is you talked about the Njoku call and how good the the Cleveland offensive play calling has been? why why does every play for the Eagles take so long to develop? It's crazy. And Jalen hurts. Jalen hurts is taking snaps and shotgun and still dropping back nine more yards.
0: It, it doesn't make any sense, dude. It doesn't make any sense. When the Eagles were really clicking and aJ. Brown was the best receiver in football. It was short, quick passes getting him the ball, getting him in space, and going from there. Now, every pass has to be a bomb or a screen pass. It's bizarre. Run a goddamn slant with your receivers one time uh Eagles just do it once and see what happens like it's it's crazy
1: and the best receiver in football catching slants,
0: yeah, yeah, just give him get get him the ball and let him create it's it this isn't complicated man it, it's it really it really isn't put your guys in the best positions where they can make their plays. And it's not 25 yard posts. Like that's not the best play every time.
1: I don't okay. Know. And can we talk about a gross thing is that uh, the Cowboys have become maybe the favorite landing spot for Zach Ertz.
0: I mean, what are you going to do? No, lo- no loyalty, Chris, no loyalty ever.
1: What's the, uh, them Jose ain't loyal. <laughs>
0: I don't know, probably.
1: <laughs> no good, Gregory. No good. You're you're in on the the never mind. Let's move on a hundred percent from that. And just honestly move on from this episode. That's gonna be it for this week's episode if you're wrong, and here's why. For Greg Crowt, I'm Chris Horberdale. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next time.